Thursday, December 16th, 2021, from your news team, all about the Game Awards today. It's, it's, I am going to forego my normal news coverage to talk all about the 2021 Game Awards, but this is the Culture Jacked News Desk. Welcome back to the Culture Jack News Desk. Uh, this is where you get your news, your video game news every week. My name is Dustin. I'll be your host today. And typically, I talk to you about the big goings-on in the video game world, whether that's new game releases, new studio acquisitions, or all of the seemingly endless amounts of scandals that go on within this industry. But today, I'm foregoing that news. I'm, I'm only going to talk about the Game Awards. Now, last week, no, it wasn't last week. It was the week before last week. I asked you, would you rather me do an early morning podcast like I typically do, or would you rather I waited until the end of the day to talk about these Game Awards? And it was unanimous. You, no one responded. No one let me know. <laughs> Let me know what their preference was. So I chose to do my regular weekly show, and here I am a week later giving you the Game Awards. Now, I had intended to do both shows. That was a little little Hollywood magic there that I pulled on. Yeah, I was planning on doing both shows, actually, but I got distracted, sidelined, um, and, and didn't manage... Uh, to do to do this show. So I'm doing this show this week. I will cover the news that's happened in the last week. Uh, next week, along with the news that happens from now until next week as well. So you get a good you'll get a good meaty news show next week. Do you want meaty news shows? Are meaty meaty shows the thing that you want? I mean, <laughs> is it desirable to have a meaty anything besides a cheeseburger? Never mind. Don't don't answer that. I, I don't want to know. So with that being said, if you are new to the podcast, please, uh, if you would consider leaving a review, it would help us out tremendously. If you would subscribe on whatever podcast plat platform that you are listening on, uh, we'll get we'll get right into the game awards, though. All right. We're going to start off with the <laughs> with the pre-show, which I actually thought was the actual game awards. But it seems like they did some announcements from the, from the pre-show anyway. If you are not following us on Twitter, at, at CultureJacked, you should follow us on, on Twitter. Why aren't you? you? I mean, yeah, I'm not the most prolific poster over there. But gosh dang, I've done a couple in the last few weeks. Anyway, I tried to live tweet. I know that's a thing. I tried to live tweet this entire uh, Game Awards show with some of my reactions to some of the announcements, some of the winners. Uh, at the Game Awards. So if you did not catch that coverage that I did over on Twitter, I'm going to, I'm basically, I'm going to look at my feed here and we're going to talk about some of the games that were announced and uh, some of the things that went on at the Game Awards. So it's starting with the pre-show. We had King of Fighters 15, uh, had a release date of uh, February 17th. And so it's a fighting game if you haven't seen that. And then Resident Evil Village, was was just picked as as game of the year. Oh no, it wasn't game of the year. It was Reddit's gaming of the year. So Reddit had a gamer's choice award or or something along those lines, but Resident Evil Village won that. And it was very like it was very meme worthy and if there's anything that I understand about Reddit, it's that Reddit loves 
loves memes. Um, okay. Now <laughs> I'm not super familiar with how Twitter works. And so there is a process by in which you can add another tweet as the night went on, as I watched the game awards and I went to add another tweet. Sometimes I would just make a new tweet. And so I have probably 17 or 18 different tweet threads going on. I mean, it was over 60, 70 posts that night. So it's actually chaos, but I think if I'm on the right tab on Twitter, now someone may be more Twitter savvy than I am. I'm on tweets and replies. So that should be like everything, right? Everything that I, everything that I posted, um, Texas chainsaw massacre, uh, just got a cinematic premiere. Um, I'm not, not a big fan of horror games. Most likely this Texas chainsaw massacre is in the same vein of like dead by daylight. And what was the other one? There was, there was not dead by daylight, but there was another one that was like the nightmare on Elm street, like Freddy Krueger and Jason. And I can't remember what that one was, but I think this is, it, it, it was just a cinematic trailer. Uh, but I think it's probably in the same vein as that. Uh, there was a world premiere of a Telltale game, and I, I thought Telltale went out of business. So I thought they were no more, but apparently they're still making making games. They're, they just announced The Expanse, and I just <laughs> I, I did a podcast talking about my trip down to California, and some of the guys and gals down there in California that I met up with, they were talking about how wonderful The Expanse is. And I have not watched a single episode of The Expanse, so I know they're definitely going to be excited about, about that game. Then there was an eSports Athlete Award, which was won by Simple. The eSports e Team Award was won by Nadas Vincere. The coach, the eSports Coach uh, of the Year was Kakoma. And the eSports Event of the Year was League of Legends World Championships 2021. So congratulations to all of our esports winners. Now, I haven't really gotten into esports viewing uh, as a as a spectator sport. You know, I do watch or I have in the past watched some people game on like YouTube when they do, you know, let's plays or walkthroughs or gaming compilations and stuff like that. But gaming for me is still a a largely participatory event. Like I want to have a controller in hands. I want to be controlling the character and moving through those worlds. So I'm not huge on esports yet, but those were your esports winners for 2021. Uh, Square Enix, they had a world premiere of Babylon's Fall, which I think had already been announced, but it's coming on March 3rd, 2022. Maybe this, this is just the release trailer uh, because I could have swore I saw this at E3 as well. Uh, <laughs> I made a comment. I made a comment on one of my tweets. Um, Jeff Keeley promised Elden Ring level premieres uh, <laughs> for this event, and I have not seen any just yet. And I don't think I did see any during the show. I mean, there were some pretty cool announcements, some pretty cool, cool trailers, but really nothing that, you know, really blew my socks off. Uh, Chivalry 2 is getting a new map. Looks like a fun game. It doesn't look like it's got, you know, the highest graphical fidelity, but it does look really fun. There was a new Monster Hunter Rise DLC that was announced coming summer 2022. It's called Sunbreak. Then there was one called Thirsty Suitors. That was a weird looking game. 
Like, you did all of these little weird mini-games, and it was animated very strangely. It's not a, a triple-A event by any means, but it did look interesting. Oh, this one I was very excited about. A game uh, called Evil West was announced. It, it looks like Doom meets the Old West. Like, you're a cowboy, but you're fighting, like, demons and monsters and skeletons and ghosts and stuff. And you've got guns. You know, you got a cowboy hat. Uh, it looked really, it looked really cool. I'm excited for that. When's that come out? That comes out next year sometime. Uh, then we've got Have a Nice Death, which is a, like a 2D Metroidvania type game uh, where you play as a very chibi looking small death. Looks pretty cool. Comes out March next year. Then, um, let's see. Sting, <laughs> Sting sung at the Game Awards. Uh, so if you if you miss that, I mean, I, unless you're a huge Sting fan, probably probably not a big deal. Um, he recorded on Arcane. That's why he was there. And Arcane, of course, is the Netflix. If you have you not seen Arcane yet, it is so good. I'm going to do a OTE and on today's episode um, for Arcane later. But right now, let me just say this. And, you know, spoiler for my spoiler for my show uh, tomorrow, but this was my my TV show of the year. No, this isn't for tomorrow. Tomorrow I'm talking about Spider-Man No Way Home next week, next Friday. Uh, yeah, Arcane. Arcane is my best show of the year. It was so, so good. Uh, Jeff Keeley made a, a good statement against cyberbullying and. Uh, Giancarlo Esposito actually gave away the award for the best indie game, which went to uh, Kenna Bridge of Spirits. And I think that's so cool because uh, Kenna Bridge of Spirits, the guys that did this game, this was their first game and it looked awesome. It's a PlayStation exclusive, so I didn't get to play it. Uh, it's their first game and they come from like a, a animation background. So it was a beautiful game. Looked like a Disney movie, to be honest with you. Uh, one that I would have loved to play. Had it been on my my system of choice, Jeff Keeley showed up. We got some uh, extra footage from Hellblade 2, Sinuous Saga. Uh, it looks just as badass as the first. There's like this huge giant. He's crawling out of the water and the the Sinuous, you know, her tribe of people is going up to this giant. And they start throwing spears at it and lighting it on fire. And it looked like, you know, he's just trying to take a little nappy. He's just trying to, to catch some Z's, but... Uh, Senua and her gang of, gang of folks attacked it, so it attacked back. And it, when I say gameplay for Hellblade, it's not like the gameplay is super intense in that game, or at least it wasn't in the first game. There's a lot of you essentially walking through cinematic experiences, which isn't bad. And the fighting was good and is a visceral experience. And, and most of the joy from that game came out of its story and came out of the way that it executed the character development in that story by having Senua hear like voices in her head. Uh, but more from, more from Hellblade. I'm, I'm very ready for it. Then there was a world premiere of a Lucasfilm game. And I thought at first it was the Knights of the Old Republic remake, but it is not. It's a new game uh, called Star Wars Eclipse uh, by Quantic Dream. And I'll talk about them in just a minute. It's the first game set in the High Republic area, er, area era. So whatever that means to Star Wars fans that might be listening. 
I was not super familiar with Quantic Dream. And one of the one of the pluses of talking about this on the podcast this week is I got to hear all of my other favorite podcasts and YouTubers and online articles and periodicals talk about the game awards. And one thing I have learned in the week since this show debuted is that Quantic Dream is the folks behind a game called Heavy Rain. If you have not played Heavy Rain, it is not a fast-paced, intense, you know, open-world, respawn-looking developed game. And there's a lot of uh, quick-time events, a lot of, you know, you have to press press this button so many times to vacuum the floor and open the door and turn on the TV and brush your teeth, shave your beard, um, put your, put your shirt on. Like it's, it's very much a, a slow paced game, which is something that we haven't really seen a lot, uh, of out of the star Wars universe. Usually it's very frantic, very fast paced combat, whether with, you know, blasters or lightsabers. And so I do think a game like this could be very interesting in this kind of a format. However, in listening to these people this last week, apparently Quantic Dream has a lot of other problems as well. I, we'll have to we'll have to see. There was a world premiere of a Wonder Woman game announcement, and what's cool about this announcement is one: I don't think we've had really uh, any any high profile Wonder Woman games at least recently. Maybe we have. You'll have to excuse me if we have. Uh, but this game is being developed by the same folks that did Shadow of Mordor and Shadow of War, the Lord of the Rings spinoff games. And those games were awesome. I mean, I only played Shadow of Mordor, but I can only imagine they improved upon it on the second one, Shadow of War. And one of the coolest things about that game was... They had a system in it called the Nemesis system. And so you would go fight these hordes of goblins and orcs. And as you fought them, if one of them managed to succeed in killing you and having you reset your progress, they would then receive a promotion within the entire orc army. So they'd become, you know, a sergeant and then they'd become a captain. Eventually they could become like the general of the army or one of the four uh, major generals of the army. And it would show this progression tree and this hierarchy of orcs and goblins and things that had defeated you. And so you would go back and you would try and defeat them again. If you'd find them in a stronghold or something else, you'd be able to hunt them down on your map. And they'd be like, I'm back. You ready for more? And if you died again they would again get promoted. And so it was this very, very cool thing where you were developing the big bosses of the game as you went through the game. Uh, so so very, very, and of course they'd be more powerful. They'd have more stamina. They'd have more health every time, every time they beat you. And that is why I'm excited about this Wonder Woman game because if they have e even a even just a whisper of the of a similar system in this game in an open world setting for Wonder Woman I don't think I don't think it can can lose uh, best performance another game award goes to Maggie Robertson for Resident Evil Village and she played uh, Lady Diemestrico the one that everyone made all the internet memes for uh, they announced the Sonic uh, two movie trailer that's over on our Facebook page. We we copied the video on and we put it over there. If you guys haven't seen that, very good. I enjoyed 
tremendously uh, the first Sonic movie. I didn't think I would as much. And I still maintain I do have that episode about Sonic, <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog, or at least the original marketed Sonic the Hedgehog as being a conspiracy that they never intended to release that version of it. And that was only to get the, flan- the, the, the flames fanned by the fans. Never try saying that statement again. Uh, only by getting the fans riled up in order to make kind of a viral marketing campaign and then release or show the new Sonic that they had capitulated to to the fans for and actually developed. I think that original Sonic never existed outside of the trailers. That is my theory, and I'm sticking to it. But the first Sonic movie was very good. This one has the return of Jim Carrey, of course, as Dr. Robotnik, and he is in true Eggman fashion, bald head, mustachioed, Tails, Idris Elba is coming on as Knuckles. It's going to be great. I'm very, I'm very excited about it. Uh, Horizon Forbidden West got a release trailer at the Game Awards. And you'll have to excuse me. I did not write down when that is coming. Uh, another trailer for the Final Fantasy VII Remake Integrade that features uh, Yuffie and an expanded storyline for her. Uh, Simu Liu showed up at the Game Awards and he was, what was he doing? He was, he was on his phone when he came out to present. And this is, of course, the actor that played Shang-Chi in the, in the same titled movie. He was on his phone. He's looking at his phone. He's like, oh, what a headshot. He was like, oh, that's cool. You stuck him. And apparently he was watching clips of Halo Infinite. So that was kind of funny. A little bit cringy, but I think if I were to guess, the cringe in this Game Awards show was very, very minimal. Like sometimes you can you can see, listen to some developers and producers and executives talk in a way that almost is not human. But this this Game Awards show didn't do that. So he presented um, the Best Action Game Award, and the winner is um, Returnal. So Returnal won for Best Action Game. Then there was a world premiere of a space game called... No, it's not a space game. <laughs> I did this in the tweet, and I just was reading the tweet verbatim. But I thought it was a new space game. It's just another Destiny DLC, which was coming out um, pretty close to the Halo Infinite release. So whether you want to pontificate on that, that being a coordinated move, you can. Then there was a Slitterhead, a world premiere. Looks like a very creepy game. It's got like a dinosaur spider thing. Uh, and then there was a base building game called Nightingale. It's a survival crafting game. It looks like it's it takes place in a very steampunk era. Then we got a, a sweet announcement trailer for and a little bit of gameplay of... Actually, I don't think we got gameplay. It had to be all cinematic. But the Gollum game, um, amazing acting and like emotional characterization on Gollum's face, especially. I didn't see it on any of the other characters in the trailer, but this looks like a neat, a neat take on the Lord of the Rings franchise. Uh, PUBG is getting a hella upgrade. It looks, it looks so nice. I don't know what they're doing Unreal Five or what's going on with PUBG, and I never have been a PUBG player, but they are getting a pretty decent graphical upgrade, it would seem. Uh, then there was another preview for Summerville, and I'm just going to quote myself here when I tweeted it. 
Uh, hashtag Somerville is still making me horny. I loved hashtag inside, and I know this is going to be banging too. Now, the, this is made so inside there were two creators. Wait, was that how it went? There were two creators of the game inside, and they split up, and one of them is making this game Somerville, and the other is making something else. Something else that also looks really amazing, but Somerville looks incredible and if you have not played inside it's on game pass i think still uh they have a cuphead dlc coming out looks like there's a lady cup that's being introduced that's coming out june 30th of next year then the sonic frontiers announcement trailer uh, and that's coming holiday season of next year so the new sonic game which was all all cinematic there was no no action or gameplay that we could see and then uh, Guillermo del Toro announced a award for best art direction, uh, which was Deathloop. And then Hideo Kojima, or maybe Hideo Kojima first, announced a del Toro movie, Nightmare Alley. And I can't help but think, like, these two guys were supposed to collaborate on a Silent Hill game together. And I cannot, I cannot help myself but think that you know them appearing on this game award show shilling each other's products um one right after the other is not an allusion to the thing that may be coming inevitably uh, a new silent hill game and maybe starring uh, hideo kojima's favorite man uh norman reedus as well anyway nightmare alley looks really neat i don't know what's What's that on? It's a movie, I guess. Okay, we've got some more awards here. We're going to gonna hit you with a few. Player's Voice Award goes to Halo Infinite. Best RPG, Tales of Arise. Best Score, Near Replicant. Best Creator, uh, Dream. And I know there was some kind of scandal with Dream. I just don't remember what it was, whether he was dating his fans or whether he cheated in Minecraft. I think that's what it was. He was cheating, he was cheating in Minecraft. The best multiplayer game goes to It Takes Two, an incredible game if you have not played it. Best mobile game goes to Genshin Impact. I'm not a fan of that. Just, I mean, I'm sure the game is fine, but it it is, it is so monetized that it almost feels like, you know, sight unseen, game unplayed. It feels like gaming is taking a, a backseat to the monetization aspects of it. And, uh, you know, I'd, I'm, I'd like to congratulate Dream, but the Culture Jack podcast didn't even get a, a nod for Creator of the Year. We didn't even get nominated for the thing. The Best Narrative Award goes to Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, which I've heard nothing but great things about. Um, got a, a little bit more gameplay footage from Chia. for It's a PlayStation exclusive. That's the one where the girl goes to the island and she can transform into the different animals on the island. It's a beautiful looking game, maybe a little bit a little bit uh, childlike, but it looks really good. Oh, and then awesome, we got some gameplay footage from uh, Kill the Justice League, the Suicide Squad game, and it looks really good. My one criticism that I, that I can see so far, having not played the game yet, but just seeing this gameplay footage, is all of the characters are using guns. 
Even Captain Boomerang is using a gun. So there, it's made by Rocksteady, so I know it's going to be a good game. They're the same ones, I think, that made the Arkham Asylum games and, you know, the Arkham City and then Arkham Knight games. But, uh, yeah, it's they're all based around the kind of the same gameplay mechanic with, like, different... Maybe you can switch back back and forth between them. I don't know if it's co-op. I would love for this to be a co-op game. I think that would be really cool. Ah, Forspoken got a gameplay uh, trailer or more gameplay trailers. This game looks so cool, man. This this game, the Marvel's Wolverine game, these two games are making me really regret not having a PlayStation 5 and are making me really rethink the idea that I may need a PlayStation 5 sometime in the future. I mean, ideally, when they... <laughs> When they make it a little smaller, maybe when they put up their their mid-grade PlayStation 5, uh, one that will fit, you know, on my shelf. I don't have to haul in the back of my truck. But, man, Forspoken looks so cool. A Warhammer 40K Space Marine announcement trailer happened. Uh, no gameplay, just, uh, just a cool announcement with, with a spa Space Marine. A little bit more from the Saints Row reboot. Uh, the Best Action Adventure Game Award went to Metroid Dread, and uh, it was good, but the, one of the nominees was Ratchet and Clank on the PS5, and I for sure thought that one would have won the award. There's a Dune game coming out, Dune Spice Wars. It's a RTS, real-time strategy game. Uh, it's in early access in 2022. Uh, we got some extra Tiny Tina footage, still looking like a good game. Uh, this was a surprise announcement to me. <laughs> Anyone played Among Us on your mobile phones or on the PC? Well, they're coming out with a Among Us VR game. And uh, that's coming out n next year? Or maybe it's coming out this holiday season. I can't recall. Playing Among Us in VR might be really fun. It's, I mean, they're very bright, colorful little sprites. But gosh, it could also be pretty pretty dang creepy. I mean, because the goal is, it's essentially the plot of the movie uh, Thing, or The Thing, where all those, you know, Antarctic explorers, they come across the monster that can transform into one of them, and no one knows who the, the monster is. I had heard a rumor that Jack Black was going to be at the Game Awards, but I did not see him at the Game Awards. I, myself, had propagated a rumor that Beyond Good and Evil 2 would be showcased at the Game Awards, and neither of these things proved to be true by the end of the Game Awards. There's a rhythm-based game FPS shooter called Metal Hell Slinger, where you fight enemies to the beat, and this is very similar to a dungeon crawler game Gosh, what was that called? Uh, you had a shovel, you went down. Um, oh, uh, Crypt of the Necromancer. And so that one was kind of a, a top-down RPG-style game. This one is a first-person shooter. It's a cool mechanic. I don't know if it is enough to make a whole game out of. Um, I don't know if that, that little uh, gimmick would get me through would get me through an entire game. There's a bad-looking Star Trek game coming out, Star Trek Resurgence. And I just say bad, it just it looks like a PlayStation 3 game, to be honest with you. Then we got uh, Reggie Visame. He, uh, he came out and announced the award for Best Ongoing Game. 
And I, I had put my money down on Fortnite just because they give such dynamic content and updates several times a year. But no, the winner was Final Fantasy uh, 14, And they just released that, that new DLC, Endwalker, as well. Then there was a game announcement called Royal Rumble. No, it's a Royal. It's Rumble Verse. It looks so funny. It's just all these people doing these insane tackles, and it's a free-for-all battle royale. Not a battle royale game, but a, like a Royal Rumble game. Do you remember the old WWF Royal Rumble game for the Super Nintendo? Gosh. That was a good good game. My brother and I played that all the time. And there was kind of a sneaky sneaky cheat that uh, if you were playing with your, in my case, your brother, and you're playing against the computer opponents, when they came into the ring, you could immediately grapple them, throw them against the the uh, ropes. They'd come back to you, and you could flip them right at, right back out the the ring. We would we would dominate our AI competition. Plague Tale is uh, getting some good good gameplay footage. They had a gameplay trailer there at the Game Awards. Um, Plague Tale Requiem. It's an interesting looking game. I downloaded the the first game in the series. I I never got around to playing it too. Uh, Dying Light 2 story trailer. And then we got some proper Crossfire X gameplay footage. Looks like there may be destructible environments. Um, It looks like it's also an Xbox exclusive coming out this next February. So this stands true uh, a couple weeks ago or a few weeks ago at this point. I talked with Anthony about... Uh, the Xbox kind of becoming the home to the first-person shooter when it comes to their exclusives, and then PlayStation kind of becoming the home to story-driven, narrative-driven, third, uh, third-person, over-the-shoulder kind of adventure games, single-player uh, adventure games in that case. And this remains true to that uh, that assessment here. Innovation and Accessibility Award goes to Forza Horizon Five. Uh, Forza Horizon 5, Forza Horizon, (laughs) Forza Horizon, Forza Horizon 5, they added a sign language interpreter into the game. And I think that's pretty dang cool. But I was talking about this with my brother and he was like a sign language interpreter. Why didn't they just use subtitles? And you know what? That's an excellent (laughs) question. That's an excellent question. Maybe it's because uh, an interpreter can can convey more emotion than perhaps a subtitle can. Uh, we got a Paramount Plus trailer for Halo the series, and Anthony talked about that on the Weekend Wire. Deathloop wins for Best Game Direction at the Game Awards. Then we got a few more awards here. The Best Esports Game goes to League of Legends. The Best Family Game, It Takes Two, takes another award. Best Fighting Game was Guilty Gear Strive. Best Strategy Game, Age of Empires 4. Best VR or AR Game was Resident Evil 4 VR. Oh, fuck that. I ain't playing a Resident Evil game in VR. Good Lord. Most Anticipated Game was Elden Ring for the second year in a row. And then we got a new trailer for Elden Ring, uh, which was co-created with George R.R. Martin. Uh, the story trailer, it looked it looked rad. This it's an open world Dark Souls game, essentially. And then we got a game called Synced Off Planet. It looks like an adult Ben 10 game. If 
you're not familiar with the Ben 10 show, it was like this kid, he came across this alien technology in the form of like a watch and he could twist the watch to become different alien species. And all of them had different powers and uses. I mean, uh, the perfect concept for a video game where you wanted to have various and diverse gameplay throughout your game. Then we had a free to play game called Ark Raiders shown off. And this one, I think, had the best look of all the games shown off at the Game Awards. Uh, it looked so realistic. The gameplay, the destruction. I guess you're like uh, survivalists. You're like apocalypse survivors. And you have to fight these giant robots uh, with all kinds of rocket launchers and stuff. It's free to play, though, so I don't... Like, even seeing such a cool game that looks like it's got such cool game mechanics and such cool graphics and a very interesting uh, concept and hook, just hearing the words free-to-play makes me kind of go, okay, wait a minute, makes me a little apprehensive about the game. So I'll have to see. I'll have to see if that apprehension is warranted. Then Keanu Reeves and Carrie Ann Moss, uh, they introduced an exclusive Matrix Resurrections clip. I cannot wait for that movie. I don't know if I watched it or not, though, because I, I mean, I've watched a lot. I'm very excited about Matrix Res Resurrections. And so with that, though, they also uh, announced the Matrix Awakens. Uh, it's coming from Epic Games, and it's uh, essentially it's a tech demo for Unreal 5. So I downloaded this on my Xbox Series S, and I played it on that hooked up to a very crummy, probably decade-old Vizio TV. What I can say about this tech demo, this is my first experience, this is my first blush, my first touch of Unreal Engine 5, is we are going to be getting some amazing-looking games. And so the tech demo had like a cinematic where Keanu Reeves and Carrie Ann were talking to us about the Matrix and about, you know, the possibilities that were back then when the Matrix was released, but now the lines are blurring between virtual reality and actual reality. And when it would zoom in on Keanu's face, a character model that was built in Unreal Engine 5 Honestly, it was hard to tell. It was hard to tell that he was a rendered uh, 3D model and not the actual Keanu Reeves. But that was when it was close to him, when he was talking slowly. But when action started to speed up, when arms started to move a little more frantically, uh, when they got into a car chase scene, you could, you could definitely see behind the curtain. And it was not so immersive. It was not uh, so, <laughs> I guess, believable that these were the real real people in this in this thing. Instead, they were video game characters. So it goes into this car chase scene, and then you get to shoot the tires out on some agents that are following you, which is pretty cool. Uh, and then you get to just explore the city. And so they talked about all of the different AI that's in the city, whether they're in cars or they're in foot, they're operating AI that is independent of each other. And so they make their own reactions based on, you know, what you do and what other characters within that universe do. Then they showed off some of the nanite technology, some of the lumen technology, some of the Niagara technology. Um, and I, I, I think I, I tweeted about this. Another good reason to follow our Twitter account. My God. Uh, but the, the windshield that I broke when I ran into a light pole, gosh, it looked like a windshield that would have looked like 
uh, got just run into a light pole. There were reflections on the side panels of the vehicle in the, in the glass windows on the storefronts. I even went to find the sun because I wanted to see how the sun penetrated itself through this city. And when I found the sun, I turned my character model around and I could see the sun reflecting in the sunglasses. I could see uh, my reflection in the puddles on the street. And reflections is something that if you follow game design at all, if you follow video games, you know is notoriously hard to achieve and achieve in a way that is convincing. And, and frankly, this was incredible. It was, it was so good. Uh, if you do have, I mean, a next generation console, and I'd love to see how this would play on a Xbox Series X and a really good TV, like a nice 4K TV, um, but I didn't have that opportunity. Neil Druckmann then came out, the uh, game director for, uh, what was it? Last of Us and Last of Us 2. And he announced the game of the year. And for the third award of the, of the show, it was It Takes Two. And so I think that's awesome. It's not a first-person shooter. It's not some really... Uh, hugely graphically intense game. It's not one that takes up a lot of, a lot of headline space in the media. It's a, a cute little game about two, uh, about a couple spouses who have some marital issues. They're going to get a divorce, but their daughter through the, the power and the magic of their daughter's tears, they're turned into little dolls and have to solve all kinds of complex puzzles and work together in order to become human again. A uh, wonderful game. I'm so happy uh, that it that it won an award. I don't know if I went through all my tweets. Maybe I needed to go through my replies, but I'm not. I'm not going to. I think that's enough of the game awards. I'm terribly sorry I did not get it to you last week. That was. Um, Oh, there was also no Zelda Breath of the Wild 2, which I kind of half expected to be there at the Game Awards. Um, but it was it was not. Anyway, I like I said, I apologize last week in my negligence for not getting you out two episodes in one week of the news desk. I mean, how inconsiderate of me to not, not give you a surplus of shows when you can't do the very simple task that I, that I asked you to do and tweet me what you would like instead. I'll give you another opportunity. Tweet me what you would like me to do with the Game Awards show <laughs> now for next year. Like if we start now, if I start garnering your tweets and your responses and, and your preferences at this point in time, we have a whole year that you can get them to me. And then I can decide whether we want to do this thing the, the day of or if we want to wait another week like we did this week. But that's it for, for the Game Awards. That's going to be it for the show. I do have a couple things that I have to tell you about. If you have never listened to this podcast before and you absolutely hated this episode, well, this is not representative of our, of our podcast. It's much better usually. If you have never listened to our podcast before and this was the this was an awesome episode and you loved it and you loved my recounting of my recounting of the of the show via tweet via this podcast, well then this is what every show is like. It is so good you'll want to stick around for more. And this is not our only show. Like we do talk about video games here on the news desk, but tomorrow on the Friday show, 
Like I said, I'm talking about Spider-Man No Way Home theories. And no spoilers for the movie because I haven't seen the movie yet. I just want to talk about what people are thinking online before people start flooding the online with the actual spoilers to the movie. So turn in, turn in, don't turn in. It's not bedtime yet, unless it is bedtime. Maybe you're falling asleep to this, uh, to this podcast, in which case, let me sing you a little lullaby. Here we go. Hush, little baby, don't say a word. And never mind that noise you heard. It's just a beast under your bed. In your closet. I'm going to get a copyright strike. Actually, I don't know. I don't know if people are paying attention to that. Maybe. Maybe I should cut that part out entirely. I probably won't. I didn't get copyright struck for the Squid Game music and I ripped that shit right off of YouTube. So anyway, if you're if you're going to sleep, this is probably not all at all what you wanted to hear when you go to sleep. But tune in tomorrow for my uh, Friday show where I talk about Spider-Man. I get to talk about whatever I want on that show. And then on Saturday, you've got my co-host Anthony, he's talking about Hawkeye. What he's doing on Saturday is breaking down the most recent episode of Hawkeye uh, to give you our take on you know what that show's about what it's going to lead to how it was and just kind of reminisce with you especially if you've seen it there will be spoilers for those shows and movies that we talk about on saturday then on sunday anthony's back with the weekend wire where he talks about movie and television news and then on monday kind of like the friday show he gets to talk about whatever the fuck he wants to talk about get off his back about it it was his choice it's his body he'll do with it as he pleases thank you very much and then on thursday you've got another Another one of these, the news desk. And next week, like I said, double thick. If, if you go to Subway and ask for double meat, you come to Culture Jack, you ask for double news. That's what we're going to give you next Thursday. And then, you know, the process starts all over again. We do have social media at Culture Jacked on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. I've got a community over on the Beams app. So if you want to talk to me about Culture Jacked or you want to talk to me about movies or video games or superheroes or comic books or existence or life or whatever you want to talk about we can talk about it over there and if you are so old school you want to send us an email you can do that too at culture.collective.x2 at gmail.com that's all the news that we have for this week thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next week